Hey, hey, everybody. This is Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson, but you can call me PBJ. Welcome to another episode of the Heart Work with PBJ podcast, where we are disrupting cycles of burnout for people who do their work from the heart. Oh, yes, my friend, this podcast is dedicated to you, the giver's the caretakers, the educators, those who take care of everybody else also need to be taken care of. So I am so honored that you continue to come so that we can have this conversation to refill our cups so that we can go back out in the world and serve in the ways that we are called to serve. Hey friend, before we get into the episode, would you do me a favor? If this episode blesses you, would you subscribe? to this podcast so you won't miss a download. Also, give a rating. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment. Not only will that help me make it better, but this will ensure that this podcast gets out to so many other heart workers. So do me a favor, rate this podcast, leave a comment, and let me know what you think. All right, friend, let's get into it. This week, I want to talk to you all about the mindset of burnout, Um, talking about the mindset of burnout. So I am going into my 41st birthday. Oh, I'm grown for real now, y'all. Once I hit 40, that was all. I'm grown for real. So this week, I will turn 41. And I've been thinking about what is the thing, the thing that has changed a lot has changed since my last birthday. Um, I believe that this year has been the most transformational year of my life so far. Keep riding with me. You ain't seen nothing yet. But I believe that this has been the most transformational year of my life so far. And as I reflected and thought about what is the thing, like what what was the thing? What, what changed the most? And I've got to tell y'all, it's my mindset. It's my mindset, like all the things that are in my mind now and in my heart haven't even manifested yet, but my mindset has changed. And when my mindset changed, everything else in my life started changing. So today I want to talk to you all about the mindset of burnout. Because everything that manifests in your life, whether it's a win or a loss, um, if you accomplish something or you fail at something, whatever the fruit is, it starts as a seed in your mind. And whatever seed you nourish, that's what you're going to get. So we've got to acknowledge what mindset we're living through. And I have to tell you, as a person who's recovering from burnout um, and disrupting cycles of burnout from uh, for other people, I see it over and over and over. Those of us in burnout or in overwhelm, we keep looking for somebody to come rescue us. And we keep looking for somebody to notice that you're struggling. You keep looking for somebody to acknowledge that you're working hard. You keep looking for somebody to see you drowning. Friend, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Ain't no rescue coming. 
It's not coming. We have to learn how to defend ourselves. We have to learn how to tell our own truth. We have to learn how to live in our truth. We have to learn how to build our own boundaries. There is no superhero who is coming who will snatch you out of your burnout. In the uh, Heartwork Academy, we work through disrupting cycles and we have a process and we have a format that we do that through. But that's not a superhero. That's not rescue. That's people willing to do the work. So you've got to be willing to do the work. You have to recognize that you are a person prone to burnout, prone to overwhelm, or you're drowning in it right now. And in order for it to stop, you can change jobs, but you take you with you. You can change households, but you take you with you. So the key is to deal with you. The key is not for everybody else to acknowledge you. The key is not for everybody else to recognize that you do so much. The key is not for anybody else to pat you on the back. But the key is for you to start taking care of you. And it starts in your mindset. It starts in your mind. How do you see your work? How do you see your responsibilities? How do you see yourself in the context of your life? How do you see yourself? What are you meditating on? How are you feeding yourself? What conversations are you a part of? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you looking up to? It's all about mindset. So today I want to share with you um, three mindsets that I had um, that I no longer have. And I'm here to tell you, when I tell you I'm free, y'all hear me. When I tell you I'm free, I am living in a freedom right now that I have never lived in in my entire life. I am living in a freedom and I'm telling you everything hasn't even come yet. Everything hasn't even manifested yet, but it's not even in the manifestation. It's in my mindset. I'm free in my mind. So when I'm free in my mind, I have no question of what's about to come because it, everything, man, it, it comes from the fruit of your mind. So I know what's on the way. I know what's on the way because it's in my mind. So I've got to tell y'all, I've got to share three mindsets that kept me in burnout that I'm no longer holding on to because I'm going into this 41st birthday free. I'm going into this 41st birthday free. I don't need a gift. I don't need a party. I don't need a celebration because I'm celebrating myself. I am celebrating myself, not in a prideful way, not in a haughty way, but in a free way, in a free way. I am no longer waiting on anybody to validate me. I am no longer waiting on anyone else to acknowledge me or celebrate me. I know what God put in me. I know what he put in me and me acknowledging that is not being prideful in myself. It's being grateful to him because I didn't create the gift. I'm just responsible for, for managing it. I didn't create the gift in myself. So the credit can't go to me, but I am responsible for managing the gift. And I am so grateful that I'm finally learning how to manage the gift. So let me talk to y'all about three mindsets that I had that kept me bound, that I'm no longer living in, that I'm no longer willing to hold myself to. So the first mindset that I want to talk to you about right now is borrowing trouble from tomorrow. 
So let me tell you what I mean. In episode 37 of this podcast, if you haven't heard it, you need to go back and hear it. Because in episode 37, I made a promise to myself and I made a promise to you all. And today I'm here to tell you that it manifested and it worked. Okay, so go back and listen to episode 37 so you can hear all about the promise that I made. But now I'm getting ready to tell you what the outcome was. Um, So in episode 37, I told y'all that I was going into the busiest time of, of my profession, the busiest time of my year, but I was going into it differently. I wasn't going to do it the same way that I've always done it. And I meant that. I meant that I was not going to do it the same way that I've always done it. And I'm going to tell y'all, it wasn't easy. See, we think when we make a promise or when we make a decision that everything should just fall in line, that is when everything's going to come against it when you make up your mind. But listen, don't shrink back. Don't get scared because it's more miserable to stay in disobedience. It's more miserable to be out of alignment. Okay, so let's just be honest. So I made a decision. I will not go into this season as I have all the years. I've been doing this work for 22 years as I have all the years before. I'm going to do this differently. And I meant that as soon as I said that, as soon as I said that, here comes trouble. Here comes trouble. There were three or four major things that happened during the week that in the past would have derailed me, would have stressed me out, would have had me with a headache, high blood pressure, all the things, because I felt like it was all on me. I thought all the responsibility was on me, but I kept that pledge to myself and I decided that I was not going to go into those weeks defeated. I was not going to go into those weeks worried, overwhelmed, stressed about one, things that may or may not even happen, two, things that I can't control. I knew that my team and I had a plan. I knew that we had worked hard to prepare. I knew I had a great team. I knew that I had resources available to me. And I knew that I could ask for help when I needed it. I didn't know the things that would come up. And some stupid things came up. Some things came up. But guess what? We got through it. And we got through it pretty quickly. And we got through it without any of our students or their families really even suffering from it at all. It was fine. It was fine, but those same troubles, those same troubles, I'll give you an example. So Sunday, I went on the podcast, I went to my heart work community, I was like, y'all, I'm doing this differently, I'm not going to be stressed out, we know what we're doing, we're going to get this done. Monday morning before I woke up, I got an email, AC out in the whole building. We had over 100 people, we had orientation and student moving at the same time, parents showing up, students showing up, all my volunteers showing up to this one building, and the one building on campus didn't have AC that day. Now I'm like, okay, really? But guess who's not an AC repair person? Me. Guess who can't fix an AC? I wasn't called to do it. I'm not trained to do it. I don't have the skills, knowledge, or ability to do it. So guess who didn't worry about it? Me. You know what I did? I called my colleague. I was like, I know you got some hand fans. I know you got some hand fans. Bring me some hand fans, please. When those families showed up, I explained what happened. I greeted them. We laughed about it together and we worked through it. And they were fine. 
they were fine. That's just one one example of one of the things that happened. But here's the key. I didn't borrow trouble from tomorrow. I didn't go into that week expecting that it was going to be terrible, expecting that it was going to be overwhelming, expecting that I was going to be burnt out, expecting that I was going to be exhausted. I changed that. I said, I will not be exhausted. I will not be burnt out. I will not be overwhelmed because we're trained for this. I got the experience for this. I have the knowledge for this. I know how to pivot. I can do this. We can do this. My team, we can do this. I told them, I told them, we're not going to be running crazy around here. We know what we're doing. We've done this before. We're not new to this. We've done this before. So if you are a person who borrows trouble from tomorrow, You're always thinking about what if, what if, what if, what if you are anxious over something that may not even happen. You are troubled over something that may not even come. You are giving your capacity to something that you probably can't even control. So why not keep your peace? Why not reserve your peace? I was able to think more critically and more creatively because I didn't allow myself to be overwhelmed by what could have been. I was able to be more supportive to my team because I didn't allow myself to be overwhelmed by, oh my goodness, the weight of this whole thing. I'm so scared. No, I wasn't. I've done this before. I'm not scared. I was able to serve more authentically. I was able to love my students and their parents as they showed up from a real genuine way, not from a wearing the mask way, because I've done it both ways, not from a pretending that I'm okay so I can run into a corner and hide. I've done that too. But from a real authentic place, I was able to serve because I knew we were going to be okay no matter what comes, no matter what goes. So I've graduated from borrowing trouble from tomorrow. I'm not doing that. I am going to plan. I am going to work, but I'm also going to have faith. And I'm going to believe that it's going to be all right because all the evidence in my life so far shows me that it's going to be all right. You know how you know it's going to be all right? You're still breathing. You're still here. You've been through enough already to take you out and you got the nerve to still be watching this recording or being on live with me right now. So that is evidence and proof. You listen, you lived and we still going through it, but you lived through a whole pandemic like it's not over. But can we just stop for a minute and remember that you're still here? And you're still breathing and you you still holding it together and you live through a whole pandemic and whatever that meant for you, all the consequences that that meant for you. And you got the nerve to still be here. You got the nerve to still be moving and shaking and doing what you're doing. That is proof and evidence that you're going to be all right. The things that we invest our energy into are not worth our time. It's not worth your stress. Let it go. Let it go. Do the thing that you've been called to do. And beyond that, raise your hands and say, I give up. I I leave that into the hands of somebody else. I can't fix an AC, but guess what? People who could showed up. I couldn't fix it when two elevators went down, but guess what? People who could showed up. And you know what my community did? So we had two elevators, both elevators. Somebody said both elevators. We had both elevators go down in one of our residence halls while people are moving stuff up to the fifth floor. Both elevators go down. You know what my community did? They started lifting refrigerators 
and lifting microwaves and lifting bags and boxes. And they carried people's stuff up flights of stairs until the elevator operator showed up, got it fixed in a few hours, and we were good. Did PBJ have to carry anything? I didn't even know it was happening. I didn't even know. I knew the elevators were down. I didn't know that they were taking care of people like that until I heard about it later. Because we don't live this life by ourselves. We do it with people. We do this with people. So we're going to stop borrowing trouble from tomorrow. We're going to stop borrowing trouble from tomorrow. And we're going to plan. And we're going to do what we are called to do. Use all your knowledge, skills, and abilities. Everything that you've experienced and now has prepared you for today. You can handle it. And then we're going to have faith for the rest. So borrowing trouble from tomorrow, that's number one. Number two, I will no longer, um, let me be careful how I say this. I will no longer try to meet the expectations of people whose fruit I don't want in my life. Let me say this one more time. I will no longer work to meet the expectations of people whose fruit I don't want in my own life. So let me let me be more clear. There have been times over the years in my life, many times, many times, I've struggled with people pleasing for a very long time in my personal life and in my professional life, just struggle with people pleasing for many different reasons. Um, and I recognized just recently, just recently, I recognized that all the people that I tried to please over the years, when I look at their lives, I don't want that. Many of these people are lacking in joy. They're lacking in peace. Their family units are struggling. They're struggling in their own mindsets. They're chasing stuff that I don't want. When I look at the fruit of a lot of the people that I have worked to uh, please or meet their expectations, they are not living in the manifestation that I want for myself. So what sense does it make for me to try to fit into their box? What sense does it make for me to try to fit into the mold created by somebody who ain't free themselves. Y'all don't hear me talking to you today. Why in the world would I stress myself out and fall into burnout trying to fit into the box that was created for me by somebody who's trapped in their own box? How many years have I tried to please people who don't even know what they want. Now, let me tell y'all something. I'm not telling you to be insubordinate. Don't you go losing your job because I can't pay your bills, okay? This is not about being insubordinate. I don't even believe in that. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. I believe that we do our work in integrity, I believe that I do my work unto God. Like one day I'm going to stand before him and I'm going to give an account to everything that he's put in my hands, regardless of who the people are involved in that story. I have to be responsible for giving an account of how I did my work and what I did to him. So I work unto God. So I'm going to give it my best. I am going to show up. 
I am going to do the best that I can because I'm devoted to him. And I know that I'm called to do the work that I do. Right. So that's not a question. We don't don't be getting crazy with people that you're supposed to submit to. Don't do that. That's not that is dishonorable. And we don't do that. But what I am telling you is you need to consider whose box are you trying to fit into? Are you trying to be everything that God created you to be? Or are you trying to fit into a mold that a person has created for you? Especially a person that when you look at their life, they are not living in the fruit that you want to see in your own. Just because somebody has a title doesn't mean they're healed and whole and free. We got it messed up. We think that a title or an accomplishment or a degree or money or whatever it might be means that somebody is living in freedom. And we look up to people that we're supposed to be praying for. We look up to people that we're supposed to be ministering to. I don't care what your level is. Every place that your foot should tread has been given unto you. You might be the light in the room. It doesn't matter if you dump in the trash cans, you might be the light in the room because you are there. You have a purpose there. It has nothing to do with your title. It has nothing to do with your pay grade because you are in the room. You have a responsibility in that room. And yes, we respect authority. Yes, we live honorably. But sometimes you are the one you are the one called to change the temperature in the room. You are the one called to change the direction of the room. You are the one called to be the impact on everybody else. So why are you trying to fit into the box of somebody that you're called to minister to? Why are you trying to fit into the box of somebody you are called to serve? That's what ministry is. It's not about being fancy. It's not about being high. It's not about sitting on a throne. It is about service. And you got to serve from the heart. I see y'all. I see y'all commenting. You got to serve from the heart. And we get so wrapped up in the accolades and the mask and the shield and the armor and the things of people that you forget that you're, you're working for brokenness. You might be the bomb. The healing might come through you. The word that they need, the example that they need might come through you. So you can't be disrespectful because they can't receive it from you if you're disrespectful. You can't be disrespectful. You can't go in there with all kinds of crazy attitude because you can't be the change if you are the disruption. You can't be the change if you are the disruption. But you also should not try to live up to the expectations, the unfair, unsustainable, unrealistic expectations of somebody who needs to be free themselves. If you don't see the fruit in their lives or what you want in your own, that is not the life that you model yourself after. So I've determined that I'm going to give my best and I'm, I'm going to work. I'm going, that's just what I do. That's just what I do. But I will no longer live under the shadow and the, the weight of trying to fit into a box that was created for me by somebody who doesn't even know me and doesn't know what's in me. I'm just not going to do it.
and you shouldn't do it either. Number three, here's the last one. This 41st birthday, I am going into this new year knowing my value and what I bring to the table. I am no longer begging to be acknowledged or to be celebrated. And this is not shady, y'all. This is real. So I need y'all to hear my heart because I don't, I don't have a reason to be shady. I have a great situation going on right now. So don't take me wrong. Have a wonderful situation going on. But I need you to hear my heart. I am no longer needing validation or for somebody else to recognize my worth. And I am no longer willing not to see my own. I used to think that I was valuable because of my hustle and my grind. I used to think that I was valuable because I was willing to work the long hours, because I was willing to carry things on my back, because I was willing to do the things that nobody else wanted to do. I thought that I was valuable because I was willing to do the messy, hard, nasty, whatever things that nobody else wanted to do, the grunt work, right? And there may be some of that in there. I'm sure people appreciated me doing the pieces that they didn't want to do. Okay. So let's just be real. But what I've learned is my value is beyond my hustle. My value is beyond my grind. I have learned that I have value to bring to the conversation, to the table, to the workspace, to the home space, to the community space, to my friendship circle. I learned that I have value that was placed in me by the creator, by, by Father God, that cannot be substituted. Nobody else can be PBJ like me. Nobody else can be Jamaica. Nobody else can be Sharika. Nobody else can be Dr. Wendy Wilson. Nobody else can be Brandon. Nobody else can be you like you. So I am coming uh, to know my brilliance. My husband tells me all the time, he's like, you're a genius. You're a genius. You're brilliant. And I discount that because I work in academia. So I know some really smart people. Right. I know some really like internationally known researching, intelligent, smart people. Right. So when he would say that to me, you know, I'd say thank you. But I would discount that like, well, you know, because you you love me, play it like you, you love me. So you can't really see you. You can't see clearly because you love me. But I am learning that there is brilliance in me that there is shine in me, that there is a work for me to do that nobody can do like me. Of all the very intelligent, brilliant, scholarly people that I've met over the years, none of them can do what PBJ was created to do. With all of their research and all of their intelligence and all of their notoriety, they can't be me. Because it was placed in me. There's a brilliance in me. There's a value in me. I know now what I bring to the table. And not just what I bring to the table, but I understand the value of that. 
You know, I used to think, well, everybody just likes when I come in because they can tell me their problems and they they want to hug and they want to feel better. And I just kind of discounted that. I didn't think there was a lot of value in that. Right. Mm -mm. I know better now. I know better now. I know, I know when I come in the room, everything has to change. I know that. And again, not in a prideful way. It's because of what I carry. It's not because of me, because in, in and of myself, filthy rags, like nothing. But what I carry will shift the whole room. Like what I bring, what was invested in me will change the whole conversation can change the the uh, trajectory of where we're going when I'm courageous enough to show up. When I am courageous enough to show up, what is in me can change everything. When you are courageous enough to show up, what is in you can change everything. I waited too long for people to value and to know the cost to know the cost because people love you, but they don't know what it costs to be you. People love um, how you make them feel. People love what they experience when you show up, but they have no idea what it costs to be you. They have no idea what it costs to show up the way that you show up and to serve the way that you serve. They don't know. They don't know that for as many people who love you, you got haters too. They don't know that. They don't know that for as many compliments you receive, you also uh, get cut down and 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 uh, berated and all the things. They don't know that. They don't see that part. And they can't imagine like who would, honey, let me tell you something. Your purpose is not free. It's not free. There's going to be a cost, but let me tell you something. It's worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it to walk through it. It is worth it to serve anyway. It is worth it to show up. It is worth it to bring all of you for the one in the room, for the one, for the one in the room who needed it today, for the one in the room who needs you tomorrow, for the one in the room that their life will be forever impacted by your brilliance. It is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. I pledge to y'all and to myself that when it is time for me to close my eyes on this earth, I am going to die empty. I will not. I will not squander what he put in me. I will not hold back because I'm worried about what people think or if it fits into what they want me to be or who they want me to be. All the years I fought to try to be what people wanted me to be and they kept changing their minds. People don't know what they want. People don't know what they want. So I'm here to tell you, I know the value that I bring now. I know that value is not in and of me, but I know it's in me. And I know that when I'm courageous enough to show up as all of me, it changes the whole room. So for the rest of my life, I'm going to show up as me. And I hope you will show up as you. There is brilliance in you. There is brilliance 
there's brilliance in you. Jasmine, there's brilliance in you. Brandon, there is brilliance in you. Jamika, there is brilliance in you. Wendy, there is, oh my God, there is brilliance. There's brilliance in you. And we allow the cares of this world to stuff and stifle and, and, and to put out that light. When there are people who need your light, there is darkness all over this world right now. And it's getting darker. It's getting darker. And uh, my coach, Patrice Washington, she always says that we're light workers. She calls us light workers. And it's true. We need people to rise up who carry the light because it's real dark out here right now. It's real dark out here right now. So you got to get to the place that you acknowledge your value and what you bring. It's not because of your hustle. It's not because of your grind. That's not why. That's not why. That is not why people are attracted to you. You're not just the cleanup woman or the cleanup man or the cleanup person. That is not why. There's a purpose in you and there's a value on that purpose. And you were created to bring that purpose into the earth. You have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. Shayla says, I've been a people pleaser so long now that many are no longer on this earth. How do I figure out what I want and what I bring? Let me tell you something. So you've got to be in a community. Well, let me tell you what worked for me, Shayla. I'm going to tell you what worked for me. I was in a community um, this last year. So I joined um, a coaching community called Purpose to Platform. Um, and some of my sisters, I see Jamika and uh, Jasmine in this group right now. Um, and in this group, in this group, first of all, I was surrounded by people who were on the same path and of the same mindset. And they broke things off of my mind. So I, it wasn't all in one day, right? Like this is still unveiling itself to me. I don't know all of who PBJ is and what I've been called to do. I just know this much. And I have settled in myself that I'm going to do the this much that I know, because I've learned over the last year, if I do the this much, then the next thing will open up. I used to think that I used, I had to know the whole plan. That was the control freak in me. I have to know the whole plan before I take one step. And that's not how this works. I learned that I get, I get this much. I know, I know this much, you know, um, when I started this program in January, all I knew is I needed to give God something to bless. I didn't really know what that was. I started a podcast. I started doing spoonful of PBJ because it came to me. I didn't know if that was it or what I was supposed to be doing, but I knew I was supposed to be doing something. I knew what I was supposed to be doing. Am I supposed to write a book? Am I supposed to be this? I'm like, I, ha I had all the questions, but I, I started there. It's like, let me just put something out. Let me just start. And by starting, I mean, y'all might have seen, but even the name of the podcast changed. Uh, the focus of the podcast changed. All of that came through P2P. Uh, we call it P2P. It's purpose to, purpose to platform. All of that came through P2P. P just by taking one step after another. But the other thing by, that came through P2P is my whole mindset shifted of who I am and what I bring. 
Um, so in my profession, I've learned that you have to compete. I've learned um, how to shape shift um, into whatever people expect me to be. I've learned because you've got all the pressures of this and that and all the things. So I learned how to live my, my life in a box. And I learned, but it was killing me. It was it was killing me. If you know my burnout story, you know it. It almost broke me forever. Through this experience, I learned that I don't have to live in that box. That I don't have to be stuck. That I can be free and that I can serve in who God created me to be and what he created me to do. And I've learned that there's people that will celebrate you. They will celebrate you as you do that. Um, so I would encourage you, Shayla, one community is so important. It's so important who you surround yourself with because you need, you need people around you who talking, talking right. You need people around you who are talking right, but start with the first thing. What is the first thing? What, anything, anything, it doesn't have to be perfect. I've learned in my profession that if it's not perfect, people are going to call and complain and even your best efforts can be ripped apart. I've learned through P2P that sloppy progress is acceptable, more than acceptable. That's how you get to outcome. You got to start somewhere. You got to you got to do something. You got to start somewhere. So what is the thing? What what is the one thing, whether it's a community that you joined or a Facebook group that you're in or a Bible study circle? There's one thing. It's one thing that you can start doing right now that could change everything. And it may seem insignificant. It may seem small. But I promise you, you do one thing and it leads to you doing other things. It leads to you doing other things. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that, Shayla. Um, and you are Heart Work Academy. So we're going to be working through some things. To I got some stuff in store for that. Okay, so rock with me. Just, just hang with me. We're going to work through it. But here are the three things. Here are the three mindsets that I'm leaving behind. I'm, le- I'm, leaving, these, I'm leaving these thoughts behind. Um, one, I'm no longer borrowing trouble from tomorrow. I, I know what I'm skilled to do. I know what I'm good at. I'm going to give it my best effort. And I mean my best. Like not, not shrinking, not holding back, not being a slacker. I'm going to give it my best. And then I'm going to faith the rest. I'm going to believe for the rest. Um, and even when the struggle struggle comes, I'm going to believe that it's going to be all right because I know it is. I'm not saying easy. Hear me. I'm not saying easy, but I trust and believe that it's going to be all right. That's number one. Number two, I am no longer living up to the expectations of people whose fruit I don't want in my life. I'm no longer living up to the expectations of people whose fruit I don't want in my life. And it's not disrespectful. Y'all hear me, hear me, hear my heart. Don't, it is not disrespectful. It's not haughty. It's not prideful. It's none of that. It is a realization that sometimes you are the change agent in the room. You were created to be there. If your foot, if your feet are there, you have purpose there. 
So I can't I can't give you my best if I'm so worried about trying to fit into whatever mold you created for me. Then you're not getting me. You're getting a mini you. Leaders, hear me. When you when you want people to do just what you want them to do, you should just do it yourself. Because you don't get the best of who they are. You get a mini you and you can do you all day long by yourself. So bring the best out of people, whoever they are, whoever's on your team, they have something to contribute. Yes, you cast vision. Yes, you keep the boundaries tight. Yes, you keep the team moving, but stop trying to create many yous. People are not going to think like you. People are not going to have the same ideas like you. They won't get it done like you, but are they getting it done though? If they're getting it done just because it's not the way you would do it doesn't mean it's not getting done. Free yourself and let people be free. Leaders, hear me. Free yourself by letting your people be free. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. We do not live in a day and age where people are going to stay on a job just for the money. Pay them what you want to pay them, but we've been through too much. People are not going to keep working with you just because of what you pay, what you pay them if they're not in peace. Last one. Um, I'm determined to see my own worth and to show up as me. I see my own worth and I show up as me. That's the best that I can give. And it's the best that I should give because there's brilliance in me. There's brilliance in you, Suzanne. There's brilliance in you. Jasmine, there's brilliance in you. Shayla, there's brilliance. There's brilliance in you. You can't go through what you've been through and not have brilliance pour from you. The pressing is hard. The pressing is hard, but it's not just for the sake of pressing. The purpose of the pressing is to bring forth purpose. That's what it does. Listen, y'all. I got to go. I don't know who this was for today. Ooh. I don't know who this was for today, but I know it was for somebody. I know it was for somebody. And I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be free to do the work that you've been called to do. I want you to be free to serve well. Be free to serve well. And in order to do that, you got to change your mindset. You have to adopt a new mindset because our current mindset keeps us in burnout and overwhelm. And you can't be your best if you are drowning in burnout. Now, as always, you are powerful, you are significant. And you are loved because I love you and God loves you too. Bye, y'all.